Hey everybody, when you hear that music, you know it's time for On the Lighter Side of Baseball. Yeah, Jamie Rutsky coming to you today from the Windy City where that song was made famous. Yeah, the title in town, Blue Sky Sunshine. The Windy City is windy. It's whipping. It is whipping. That wind would be whipping out the left field at Wrigley. And hey, good news, speaking of Wrigley Field, April 1st, they will have fans in the stands, about eight to 10,000 fans in the stands. The rooftops will be packed. Uh, we are celebrating uh, people in the stands in a lot of major league ballparks. Texas Rangers, capacity crowd. Yeah, the governor there doesn't see a problem with that. Well, we'll see. Uh, at any rate, I am pumped. The same thing with the Kansas City Royals. Two of my teams, two of my season tickets. We are going to have baseball in front of fans this year in Kansas City and in Chicago and probably everywhere. Uh, I can't imagine that there will not be crowds uh, at Major League Baseball parks. Now, let's review a little bit of the history. A year ago, today or so, the... FDA and the World Health Organization declared a pandemic worldwide. And there were a lot of uh, people who really didn't understand the magnitude. But what got most sports fans was when, if you'll recall, the NBA player mocking the pandemic kind of licked the microphone, licked, <laughs> I don't know if he licked his teammates in the shower. I can't even remember who it was. Look, you know, we're all blessed with stupidity and ignorance. It never seems to fail. Anyway, uh, a couple of his teammates came down with COVID-19, and soon thereafter, the NBA called off the season, or at least suspended the season for a few months, and boy, did the dominoes fall Baseball, golf, football, soccer, you name it. Uh, the Big 12 tournament stopped at halftime. Uh, it's been a bad year. There is no doubting it. What On the Lighter Side of Baseball tried to do, and I think we did a nice job, uh, was that we went back and tried to provide some entertainment in the world of baseball. Uh, not always light, but pretty much light. And uh, we just tried to entertain people because, gosh, for, you know, the first six months, we really didn't know if this was the bubonic plague or cholera or something like those illnesses, which just swept across the country, yellow fever, whatever. We didn't know. And so we really didn't have much to gauge how much trouble we were in, how we could avoid trouble, etc. Well... You know, Major League Baseball came along and decided that they would have a shortened season. You know, we all got smarter by June, and so they decided to have a uh, extended spring training. Well, they, anyway, they had a 60-game season, and I'm on record saying that was stupid, but it was good that they had it. I'm not saying it wasn't good that they had it. And it did get to the World Series, and then boom, it was back to reality. The World Series, the playoffs were great. You know, they added a couple teams, and the playoffs were real baseball, and if they were fortunate, 
Uh, you know, they had a couple quasi-bubbles. They played most of the games in San Diego, Los Angeles, Houston, and Dallas. And then for the, a the NLCS and the World Series, they let people in for the first time to a baseball game. And uh, that was that was great. I mean, that was really good. And And so really since... October, since the World Series ended with the Los Angeles Dodgers beating out one of the lowest payroll teams ever. So you had 200 million versus 40 million, and it was a damn fair fight. It was pretty doggone close. And if, uh, you know, if the manager hadn't, and he had a great year, he's had a great career managing, not a long career, but he's done well with the race. And every game, Snell pitched, never got past five innings. It was like Little League. And so, here we go, game six, Snell's mowing him down, takes him out. Major blunder, cost him the game, cost him the World Series. But, hey, you know what, it was fun, and it was, uh, it was good baseball. But, I mean, they had some goofy rules, and, and most of them have gone by the way of the Buffalo, but eh, some of the rules will still be around. Anyway, uh, that is going to uh, um, be a distant memory. We have a 162-game schedule. We have spring training going on, although they don't play nine innings yet. In another week or two, uh, they get to play nine innings. Now it's like, okay, <laughs> it's kind of funny. When... And, and I understand why they do it. That's to save the wear and tear on the pitcher, uh, prevent him from, you know, being depressed. We give uh, The manager can at any time after the pitcher's thrown 20 pitches call off the inning. Inning's over. Boom. So I would look at the Grapefruit League and the Cactus League standings right now um, with some jaundiced eye. I don't know what that means. I heard that. Anyway, there are fans in the stands. There's baseball going on. There's box scores going on. And the last time I looked, Tony La Russa, the genius in the, uh, in, in the White Sox organization, is 1-7 in spring training. The guy gives press conferences like, you know, like he's on formaldehyde. I'm going to be... Now, T-Bone is, is his nickname. Maybe the White Sox will overcome uh, the fact that this dude is in a walking coma. But if not, <laughs> I mean, it was a dumb move. Now, they may win the World Series. Everybody will go, Reinstorf was a brain to pick this guy, bring him back, Hall of Fame manager. He's a bum. And if they go 0-162... I feel bad for my buddy Reinstorf, but he made his own bed, and he's going to lay in it. And like I said, more times than not, Jerry comes out smelling like a rose. We'll just watch. We'll watch. And as I've said on this show a uh, number of times, I have no respect uh, for Tony Larissa for a lot of different reasons, but mostly because he fired my best buddy. David Earl Nelson, Nelly, who this show really was developed by me because Dave was no longer around to argue about baseball. We would, uh, when he was coaching, when he was broadcasting, and when he was playing, we would, 
express our views, and rarely did we agree with each other. And it was it was fun. I called them during the World Series, 2016, and uh, we talked and talked. And and I complained mostly about umpires in the strike zone. You know, I'm consistent with my complaints. I'm pretty pretty good about complaining about the same thing. And speaking of consistency in my complaints. We are going to get all over my favorite subject, and that is disparity amongst payrolls in Major League Baseball. And oh boy, am I prepared for this one. Now, let me just tell you, before we get into that, that we can be heard just like with the big boys. I mean, you hear all these guys advertising. Now, the, you know, the Cubs, man, they pour in marketing into their podcasts. And the uh, every TV station now, everybody does a pot. We beat them to the punch. We've been doing this for three years. And they get more and more popular. I mean, I don't know how many thousands of people listen. But God love all of you. And uh, when we make a production screw-up, one of my... Loyal listeners will bring that to uh, my attention. And, and Tyler, the greatest production manager in the history of production managers, remedies the situation. It's great. All the good music is because of Tyler's selection process. Very sophisticated ear. And uh, we go from blues to rhythm and blues to no rhythm to no blues. We got a lot. It's great. So Spotify, just like the big boys. Apple iTunes, and our original, and we are loyal to SoundCloud because they are the best. We post on SoundCloud. It goes over to uh, lots of things, including my Facebook page, and you can find that, you know, Jamie Uretsky, Facebook. I don't know. We're coming up with, believe me, I'm not kidding. We're going to have a, we're going to have an On the Lighter Side of Baseball uh, webpage, and uh, that'll be up. I hope, by opening day. We'll see. And on opening day, uh, where will I be? Right now, I've secured tickets in Kansas City, right behind home plate. Oh, man, I cannot wait. And also have an opportunity uh, as a season ticket holder for the Chicago Cubs. And, you know, it's no big deal. I mean, anybody can be a season ticket holder. You plunk down money and try to go to some of the games. Anyway. If I get the the Cubs opening day, I got to go to Wrigley. I mean, I got to go to Wrigley. And what we will do then is go ahead and start another fun segment of the show. I'm going to just eat my gut out. <laughs> I'm going to have a great time. And we're going to see who has the best ballpark food between Wrigley and Kansas City and Milwaukee. So that's going to be fun. And and I am going to conduct an analysis of hot dogs, sausages, pizza, and beef sandwiches in the cities that I visit. And I'm hoping to visit a number of cities this year. So, hot dogs, pizza, beef, and sausage. <laughs> Did I say that twice? That's because I'm thinking of it. Another diet down the drain. What can I say? You know, I do the Joe DiMaggio diet, which is 56 days of dieting. It'll remedy all your fat. You'll be ready to go to the beach. 56 days. Look at Joe's, look at Joe's hitting streak. Followed along day by day. First, you know, it doesn't get many 
Doesn't drive in many runs. Doesn't hit a lot of hits in that 56. He probably hit 300. Anyway, uh, I just made it to day three. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it again, but I don't know. You know, <laughs> that one. One of our listeners said, "Hey, look, dude, you ought to be talking about food. You love food, and I do love food. So, you know, we're gonna focus on hot dogs and." Sausages, so that can be Italian sausage, can be Polish sausage, it can be some other kind of sausage that I've never heard of. And Kansas City's food is improving. I got to tell you, folks out at the K are getting a little better. Been pretty critical of those guys before. Wrigley, the food is neck and neck bad. Oh man! But if you go outside the ballpark, there's good food to be had. And Milwaukee, I can't tell you. I don't know, man. They used to really be good. But they, the more they drew, the more they kind of got into a little bit of, uh, I don't know what. It just has not been spectacular. Their brats, not spectacular. Uh, the other thing, I'm going to have to analyze tailgates, including my own. I will have a lot of tailgates. I'll try to tailgate in every town I'm in. And I think on one of my earlier podcasts, I talked about trying to start with the American League and National League Central ballparks that I hadn't been to. And, you know, that's PNC Park. Uh, that is uh, Cincinnati, Detroit, Minnesota, just to name a few. Pretty good ballparks to go visit. So I am looking forward to that out there. Is everybody else hungry like I am? Now, this past week, during the beginning of spring training, we brought you Dwayne Stats, the voice of the Tampa Bay Rays, and was that a fun podcast? And we'll get Dwayne uh, once the season starts. He's agreed to, uh, you know, answer the phone when I call and uh, have a podcast with me. So, hey, I tried to get on the Tampa Bay crew. He said during spring training, uh, he's at the ballpark, but. Uh, Brian Anderson is back in Cleveland. I said, well, look, if, if Anderson can be in Cleveland, why can't I be the three-man crew? You know, it can't be any worse than what the Cubs have done. I'll get into that in a minute. Oh, my God. You know, Casper wasn't great, but now he's with the White Sox on the radio because he wants to go broadcast playoff games. And the radio guys get to do that. The TV guys don't. But, I mean... The new announcer was so bad with ESPN. I th- you know, he and Sutcliffe, and I love Sut, but... Whew. So, I don't know, this guy's name is like Boo, or it's, it's, it might be Boog, like Boog Powell, but there's only one Boog Powell, and the Boog was Boogie Man, Boog Powell. This guy, and I think it's like Boo, like Shrimp Scampy. Boo Scampy. And... You know, it's just, he, he says ten times a broadcast, oh, I'm going to put my nerd face on just one time, and then he goes off into some stupid, ridiculous analysis of to show you how brilliant he is. I mean, God, I, sh- I, should, I shouldn't. I should, hey, look, I'm jealous. He's got a great job. I don't. I don't have any job. I got podcasted. Papa Kinos, come on, buddy. There's my sponsor. So anyway, um, that is going to be, I'm not going to get into the broadcasters anymore, although I will tell you that the Marquee Network, I mean, here you, here you go. You 
bag on the tri- on the uh, WGN, the world's greatest network. That's what WGN stood for. WGN, world's great network, greatest network. Anyway, you, you, you throw them under the bus big time, and then you have a big celebration. We love you, WGN. Bye. You hire your own station, right-wing broadcasting company, and what do they do? <laughs> but last year they laid a royal egg, and they have not gotten any better. You know, their graphics are horrible. I don't know what their camera uh, positions will be this year, but... Uh, everything about them other than Len Casper and Jim Deshaies was pretty bad. And so wouldn't you think if you owned your own network, you'd broadcast every spring training game just to let your guy get warmed up and let the fans get to know Boog. Hey, Boo, how are you doing today, Boo? It's your great day. Anyway, I seem to have things against certain announcers, unlike Dwayne Statz and Bob Euchre and Tom Hamilton, who are absolutely the best. And Dwayne ought to be in the Hall of Fame. I can't believe that Hawk Harrelson got there or not. Okay, this is going off into some fun directions for me. So I'm, a, I'm doing this alone today. You probably couldn't tell. And uh, in addition to Dwayne, we had Craig Kashan, and we'll have Craig on next week. That's going to be awesome. It's always fun to have Craig. He's so good. And so prepared. We had um, John Wathan, who I love. Oh, my God. We picked our favorite players for the Royals at each position. And Duke's great. And I need to I need to give these guys some gifts. Uh, you know, like in the old days when you do the post-game interview and for appearing on the 10th inning, uh, Mark Grace gets a, a bow tie at uh, Bow Tie Heaven. Anyway, I, I might have to come up with some prizes for these guys to keep them around. Duke's great. He's great. I hope to play a little golf with Duke. I can get Bobby D. Bobby Denier. He'll be good. And then we had Manny Sanchez back for his second appearance on the podcast, and he was talking about no longer being the chairman of the Illinois Sports Facilities Commission, but still very close and tight with Jerry Reinsdorf. And so the last podcast we did was sort of a, you know, how much do we love Jerry? And um, I agreed not to really get into <laughs> into uh, Larissa. Now, when Larissa gets hired, I'm communicating with Manny, and Manny's going, oh, you know, Jerry's Jerry. Jerry's going to do what Jerry's going to do. And I go, hey, dude, it's, it's, it's his show. He can do whatever. And uh, now Manny's consumed the Kool-Aid, and when I had him on yesterday, last week, he was talking about how great LaRusse is, and that's going to just sew up the world championship. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, I bet you I go down to the south side. I love the area. I love the south side of Chicago. And, uh, geez, I, had a, I don't know. i got to figure out marketing. It would be really great to get a little uh, some fandom in the south side of Chicago. But they have good food. And I'll be sampling the cuisine at whatever the name of the ballpark is. And speaking of whatever the name of the ballpark is, I'm going to go to Milwaukee when the Cubs are there on their first trip in. I have now had my second vaccination. 
I have my little card from the CDC. It says, go for it, buddy. And I'm going to, even if I have to carry in, you know, the briefcase of my co-host, Crankershaw. So the stadium is now American Family Field. Oh, my God. You know, how can you not be Miller Park or AmFam Field at Miller Park or Miller Park at AmFam Field or, yes, we don't have any beer company named Miller anymore because they were so bought out by who knows who. <sighs> oh, well. How do we get on to all this? My goodness gracious. This is fun. So, as I said, I am looking forward to uh, to just podcasting away until opening day and then going crazy, uh, bringing you updates from time to time. And I, I, you know, I love some of these other baseball podcasts and MLB Network. It's like they're building up to who these experts, they have analyzed it. They put it into the shredder. They come up with every uh, saber metrics imaginable. They call on the guru uh, from, really from SMU, the guy that kind of came up with saber metrics, and, and now he's with the Red Sox. They call on everybody to come up with all these you know, sophisticated you know, targets and how they get to the to picking the champions, it's really not that hard, okay? I can tell you 10 teams right now that don't have a prayer of winning the World Series. Don't have a prayer. And they occupy 10 of the last 15 spots of uh, Major League payrolls. Yeah. I mean, let's just, uh, you know, my eyes are getting bad, or I need to get bigger print on these printers. The Cleveland Indians... Uh, have some chance, but the Pirates, the Orioles, the Marlins, the Mariners, the Tigers, the Athletics, the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, the Royals, and the, you know, I hate to say it, but Tampa Bay, they got no chance. So keep this tape, keep it handy. I am guaranteeing none of those guys, none of those teams win the World Series. Guarantee it. Now, in a 60-game schedule, the Rays got to the dance. Speaking of the dance, big dance coming up here in a couple of weeks, uh, Selection Sunday, uh, the day after Daylight Saving Time starts. And, you know, Daylight Savings Time is the real official start of the baseball season. That's when things get going. So I'm looking forward to that, and that will be fun because uh, we get March Madness going. That's always big during spring training, and then we get to opening day. Uh, Cubs versus Pirates, Royals versus Rangers, um, and if the Cubs lose two out of three of the Pirates, you can you can chalk them off. They just how did they not go out and get uh, Bradley to play center field? I mean, they love Ian Happ. Bad, bad, bad man. Come on, you know, recognize you blew it right with Kimbrel. Come on, Kimbrel and Happ. You're not going to win anything. There you go. Look at the two-week links. Look at the payroll, and that's the Jamie Retzke evaluation on how to pick a winner. Um, speaking of my favorite thing to moan and groan about besides the time of the games, is this all coming back to you guys? It's the same old story but with a different view because I'm so upbeat this year. 162 games. I hope we don't have seven inning doubleheaders. I hope we don't start guys at second base. I don't know. 
Uh, no DH in the National League. A strike coming next year. We got to be ready for baseball this year. We got to have fun this year because next year, gonna get ugly. It's gonna get ugly. So, uh, other things that are coming in my head before we get to my number one gripe, which is payroll, and that is sort of a it's a it's sort of a product of payroll. If you don't have the money to field a team, sell. There are a ton of morons that'll pay big bucks to lose money at Major League Baseball, and it's big, big bucks when you sell. So sell. Sell to somebody who will put up at the very least a payroll that's the average amount. And the league average this year is $120 million. If you don't put up a $120 million payroll in 2021, you should be forced to put your team on the block. Boom. Because look at the pathetic moves that have been made in the name of money. The worst. The Colorado Rockies payroll is like $80 million because why? They dumped, gave away, probably are paying half of his salary, maybe the best baseball player in all of MLB right now. No, the Naranato. How? In God's green earth, do you pack him up and ship him off to the St. Louis Cardinals? Now, as a Cub fan, it really irks me <laughs> that this guy's batting, you know, either in front of or behind Goldschmidt. And you've, you got, they got a good team, and I'll go over that in a minute. I'll go over some of that team because we're going to be limping our way to the finish line, analyzing some of these teams as we go, and then Craig and I will make our predictions before opening day, just like we did last year. I think I won, Craig, but we'll check. So, number one, you can't get rid of Nolan Arenado, the same way you shouldn't have gotten rid of Bryce Harper, the same way you shouldn't have gotten rid of, of uh, um, on and on and on. I mean, because you just don't think you can afford them. Mookie Betts. Uh, man, oh man. Anyway, the Brewers did pretty well in the offseason, and we'll get into that. They, you know, they just, like I said, they signed Bradley Jr., and boom, pretty good deal. The uh, San Diego, we've already talked about that. They're acting like they're in uh, New York City spending money. Their left side of the infield averages $310 million. Whew. And that's Machado and uh, Tatis, who's. They hadn't even batted 300 times in the major leagues, and they gave him a $300 million contract. So here's the funny thing that I just noticed this, you know, just this past week. And I want to dwell on and see if I can explain simply, very simply, what I am talking about. We have the Tampa Bay Rays who went to the frigging World Series. Now, they get money, they get benefits, they get a lot of pub. And so, what do they do with that money? Nothing. 
What do the Dodgers do with the money? They go out and get more guys. Bring in more guys. Come on. Thank goodness they got rid of Jack Peterson. I think he's going to be pretty good in left field for the Cubbies. But okay. The Tampa Bay American League champs, $45 million payroll. Um, you know, that's in their uh, roster breakdown. Now, technically, when you add in everything else, they're at 58. Woohoo. Descending to the Miami Marlins, who suck, and they just got lucky last year. They are at $47 million. The Baltimore Orioles, owned by one of the more successful trial people, not my favorite guy in the world, but he's, this guy's got a ton of money. He's paying, and oh my God, Earl Weaver would just roll over in his grave along with everybody else that's played in the Orioles. They used to be so good. Year in and year out, they're big time. And then this bozo lawyer got them, and they are $34 million. Now, when you add in all their um, retained salary, they're at $44 million. Pittsburgh, God, remember Roberto Clemente, Willie Stargell, Dave Parker? Sad, 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 sad. And they're the same size town as San Diego. And they got the best ballpark in baseball. And their payroll, $34 million, $35 million. And then you've got the Cleveland Indians coming in below that. So here's my point. This week, a quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys got a signing bonus, money paid to him, to ink his name on a contract to play football for the next four years and a, a lot more money than the signing bonus for the Dallas Cowboys. Dak. Now, whoever named their kid Dak, but he was pretty smart because Dak's got some jack, and you can yak about that. He signs a $96 million signing bonus, which is double the payroll of the teams that I just mentioned. Double the Rays, double the Marlins, triple the Orioles, almost triple the Pirates, and triple the Indians. This is a joke. Mighty Manfred, the Wonder Boy, Wonder Commissioner, needs to get with it. Now, your Los Angeles Dodgers on the other side of the spectrum, their 26-man payroll going into this year, $229 million and change. $229 million. They beat in six great games. The $40 million Tampa Bay Rays. Now, without doing a lot of math, I have to tell you that I know that it's over 150 and probably closer to $178,700 disparity between the National League champion slash World Series champion Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays. That is not only disgraceful, 
But how do you how do you sell that as competitive balance? You don't. You don't. You don't. I mean, you just don't. And and if you go and you further analyze some of this stuff, the central division of both leagues is where these cheapskates go to hide and figure that, well, you know, what do I have to pay to be competitive over 162 games? Where do I fit in? Well, if you look at the top 10 payrolls in baseball, as depicted by sporttrack.com for 2021, there's only one central division team in the top 10. And remember I said if you're in the top 10, you have a 70% chance of getting to the playoffs. Maybe not winning, but at least 70% chance. And the 30% that have, a, you know, besides them, you just go down to the average. And if you go to the average, you've got 15 teams, and they have about an 85, and there's an 85% chance that eight of these 15 teams, or nine of the 15 teams, or let's say 10 of the 15 teams uh, get in the playoffs, and then there's Cinderella somewhere. But the Cardinals are the only one in the top 10. In the top 15 in the Central Division, you have the Cubs, who have drastically gotten rid of payroll for so you know they, look Theo made so many bad moves and most of them were in the bullpen with Morrow and and Kimbrel but throw in I love Hayward but that's a bad deal throw in the Hugh Darvish bad deal and so they get rid of Darvish and then they get rid of his caddy um, Caratini who's a great hitter so the Cubs are. They're, they're down to guys like throwing with my velocity. So the top 10 is the Cardinals. You go down to 12, it's the Cubs. You go down to 15, it is the White Sox. But listen to these, listen to these dead men, dead teams walking. Uh, the third team from the American National League Central, the Reds. The fourth team, the Brewers. And the 15, the Pirates. The Reds are close to the average. The Brewers, man, I don't know how they do their math. They got Yelich and Bradley Jr. and Kane. And I don't know. I guess uh, they get rid of these guys when they get to the point where they're going to make some money. And then you got the American League. After the White Sox, you've got the Twins, the Royals, the Tigers, and the Indians, who are all, all of those guys, with the exception of the White Sox, are in the bottom part of the league. How do you, how, do, how does this go on? You know, the union claims to be, you know, so great that they have, you know, continued in the Marvin Miller image to champion the salaries of their average ballplayers, that's not true. The stars are making good money. Now, compared to podcast guys, they're doing really well. But, sorry I've yawned, I'm putting myself to sleep. <laughs> I hope you, hey, for you guys out there that are trying to, you know, get back to sleep sometimes, you know, just 
Hank got put on those uh, headsets and listened to On the Lighter Side of Baseball. <laughs> anyway, no, nah, it's a good show. Good show. The reviews are great. You fans out there of this show have been great for three years. This is our third year. Unbelievable. So you got this salary disparity. 240 versus 40. It's not a fair fight. It's not a fair fight. I mean, one guy brings a, uh, you know, a, a pistol loaded with BBs, and the other guy brings a howitzer. I mean, it's just, come on. How fair is that? And then, then what do they uh, raise to? Nothing. They get rid of Snell. Uh, they, they got rid of, I mean, how do you get rid of the best, one of the best pitchers in baseball? I don't get it. I mean, I just don't get it. So baseball has these problems that nobody seems to care about because I don't know why. I don't know why. Nobody else seems to care about it. So, you know, if, if you're saying to me, uh, who do you think, because you have your own podcast, who do you think has a shot at winning the World Series this year? And I say, you don't have to uh, um, go to the gurus of sabermetrics. No, no, no. Go to Sport Track. Here's the Dodgers have a, probably are the odds-on favorite, followed by the Yankees, the Phillies, the Astros, and the Nationals. Easy. I throw in there the Cardinals. Boom. Now the Cardinals, you know, is so. Ten of these teams, the Dodgers, the Yankees, maybe the Mets. The Mets did a pretty good job. Uh, the Phillies, you know, don't know. The poor Angels, poor Mike Trout. I mean, God, they just dump money. And now they got my favorite center fielder um, from the Cubs World Series championship team. Um, that'll be fun. I think he'll help the Angels. I hope the Angels get in the playoffs. I hope they advance in the playoffs. Here's, here's if I'd really, really like to see in the uh, American League Championship Series, I would love to see the Los Angeles Angels versus the Boston Red Sox. Uh, these two teams have probably no chance to get to that point, to the ALCS. But wouldn't that be great? You know, the Red Sox are the Red Sox, and they've sort of been just going in the wrong direction. And the Angels, it's, you know, the ALCS will most likely be, now we're going to have a big show on, on picking our uh, poison, but, you know, it's going to be the Yankees versus the, um, I don't know, man, the Yankees versus who? The Blue Jays? The American Lays kind of, kind of sucks, doesn't it? Um, I don't know. Maybe that's why the Rays keep winning, because... They're the best of the crap. The National League, Dodgers, um, and the Cardinals look like they're the ones that if you were just going to look at their lineups right now. Now, that you know, they play the game for a reason, and that's 162 times to figure out who gets into the playoffs. So that'll be fun. So we're going to take a little break. I've been talking long enough. Um, I'm going to get a little bit to uh, munch on. And uh, when we come back... We will be talking about some other exciting uh, developments in the world of uh, Major League Baseball. So, for the time being, Jamie Retzke on the lighter side of baseball. 
saying stay tuned for some more exciting analysis of the offseason moves of some of the rivals of the Chicago Cubs. And that would include an analysis of the Cardinals, an analysis of the Reds, what happened to the Reds. Uh, speaking of the Reds, Joey Votto's out with uh, COVID-19. Um, a little analysis of the uh, Brewers. And uh, no analysis of the Pirates. I mean, they are pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Pretty bad. So we got that going on. And in the American League, uh, we'll probably get into the White Sox and the Twins and the Royals. I, I think the Royals are exciting. Um, they got some young pitching. They got some really, really good kids. They've drafted well. Um, you know, I've been critical a lot of times of the uh, management of the Royals, but I think they're doing good. And I think I'm liking Matheny more and uh, Dayton more. Doing a good job. So what can I say, man? We're gonna we're gonna have a little uh, home cooking with the Royals uh, and John Wathan as the season goes on, and uh, we are going to have a little home cooking with the Brew Crew with Craig Kashan. The Rays with Dwayne Stats and the uh, Cubs with uh, maybe Bobby Denier. So stay tuned. It's going to be a great season. This will be a great uh, intro into uh, next week with uh, Greg Kashan as we get closer to daylight savings time and the Final Four and opening day. Man, things are turning around. USA, we are getting there. The vaccine is getting there. And uh, pretty soon, the supply of vaccine will overcome the demand. And we will have life as it was, and I will be baseball games, eating in many cities. <laughs> I mean, how great is that? Huh? What a great deal. And you guys get to hear it on the lighter side of baseball. Jamie Retzke and uh, and his friends, and then we got Nelly Palooza coming up, and we will grab Greg Murphy again. We'll grab Stoney again. We'll see if we can't get um, Greg Myers again. We'll see if we can't get Jason uh, uh, Grimsley. <laughs> you know, you get older, forget stuff. Uh, we'll have Brian Ward. We are going to do that and uh, and have fun doing it. So let's take a break, and when we come back. We'll, uh, we'll probably wrap it up. I mean, how much of me can you listen to? Um, I do want to talk about a few of the uh, uh, teams that are sort of doing well. And, uh, you know, I think the White Sox are going to have a good team in spite of La Russa. The Cardinals, oh, my God, killer lineup. I mean, they got a great lineup. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. We'll talk about the Cubbies. And we'll talk about baseball in general because this is the lighter side. Talk to you in a bit. Hey, we are back on the lettuce side of baseball, Spotify, Apple iTunes, just like the big boys. I mean, we are Major League, and we are coming up on St. Patty's Day. Now, everybody's supposed to be good, but I'm just warming up. It's a week, less than a week. What's I don't even know the date, but St. Patty's Day is coming up in a week. Week from today, maybe, and I'm getting ready with a little Bailey's Irish Cream. That could be another sponsor, but it's not. I got a lot of, but it's not. Anyway, let's uh, wrap up the Bailey's and uh, wrap up who uh, and what we're going to be talking about with Craig, which is the uh, Brewers and the National League Central. 
good. You know, Harry Harry made a living drinking beer on the air, so why not a little Bailey's Irish? I know. It's not, you know, like Molson X. It's not like Guinness. It's kind of a wimpy little drink, but, you know, occasionally I like that. So I want to talk about the Cardinals. They got they, they got a, their bullpen sucks. They got poor, poor depth in the bullpen. They don't have an established closer, but will they really need one? Goldschmidt, Arenado, Molina, DeJong, Edmonds, Bader, Speed, Power, Defense. The outfield's kind of a little suspect, but they should be uh, coming out of the pack pretty quick. Their first nine games, they play nobody. I mean, they're really that. You know, that's the deal. In the uh, National League, you can, in the Central, both, you can look bad in spring training and then you play like all these weak sisters in the Nash, in the Central. Um, so the first nine games, uh, they play Cincinnati on the road, Miami on the road, and the Brewers at home. So they're going to take two out of three against Cincinnati, sweep the Marlins, the Marlins have some good pitching talent, and then Brewers. So, the uh, you know, after nine games, the Cardinals might be uh, eight and one. We'll see. The Pirates are just every bit as bad as the Cardinals are good. They've got Gray, Miley, and Castillo. That's it. Their bullpen is Doolittle. Man, talk about do little during the offseason. They did nothing during the offseason. And then Josh Bell. How do you get rid of Josh Bell? How do you get rid of all these guys? You know, you take a pennant-winning team, and, and the Cubs are guilty of the same things to a certain extent. Now, let's talk about the Cubs for a few minutes because we got a lot of guys that love the Cubs out there. I love the Cubs out there. There's nothing better than uh, when the Cubs win. And they'll win. Uh, they've got... They've got some pretty good uh, offense. They've got to be better than last year. Their offense was so bad last year. Um, getting rid of Schwarber does not bother me. And boy, Jack Peterson, if he just does anywhere near what he did here, um, uh, that's going to be great. And so the Cubs today won another game in spring training. And I know it's spring training, but let's check out the pitching in spring training, because I know Kyle Hendricks started the game. Hap, no hits. Guy's horrible. <laughs> Just don't. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Um, in fact, the Cubs get uh, 10 hits and score eight runs. That's not That's not good. Nico, Nico, no. Bodie, Bodie got one. Mabin, uh, Baez, he's starting to heat up. Just slow down. Jock Peterson, three for three, hitting 529. This guy's the Christian Yelich of Wrigley Field. I like it. Uh, Bryant got a hit. Rizzo got a hit. Um, you know, their offense cannot be so bad as it was last year, so that's good. Hendricks had a tough outing. Gave up four runs on seven hits. Not good. Uh, Miller comes in and gets a hold. And uh, how did uh, Norwood... 
man, every time he pitches, he gives up some runs, but not today. Yeah, today gave up, gave up a run. I don't know. Boy, it's going to be tough. Uh, but it'll be fun, and it'll be Wrigley, and so I don't care how they do. You know, I don't have my playoff tickets reserved, so I'm fine with that. And I, I think Jack Peterson's going to be great. Um, I'm a little concerned with Happy out there on center field. Uh, Hayward's fine. And uh, Bryant, Baez, whoever, and Rizzo and Contreras. Go beat that. Go top that, St. Louis. You can't. Even with Goldschmidt and Arenado, I'll take. I'll say it right now. I would rather have Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo than Goldschmidt and Arenado, hands down. And a word to Mr. Owner of the Chicago Cubs. Dude, spend money. I mean, Jerry Jones just paid Dak Prescott 96 million bucks to sign a contract. Get this friggin' money out of your pockets and start spending it. Yeah, you had a tough year with no fans. Woo-hoo-hoo, you still got the playoff TV money. So, I mean, long-term contract to Rizzo. Long-term contract to uh, Brian. Long-term contract to Baez. Long-term contract to uh, to Contreras. And get out on the road. It's all you need. It's all you need. And, and oh, by the way, which. Go out and find somebody that can throw 100 miles an hour. Please. Please. Love Arietta. I'm kind of liking Trevor Williams. Um, and, um, you know, we'll see how Zach Attack does. I think he'll be good. Hendricks, I'm, uh, you know, kind of concerned about him. So we'll see. God love everybody. This is a great season. This has been a fun show. And uh, we will look for you next week with our guest, Craig Kashan. So in the meantime, on the lighter side of baseball, have a great weekend. Enjoy springing forward. And uh, we will see you all in just a little bit of time on the lighter side of baseball. Until then, be good, rip them down the middle, and go catch some baseball. <laughs>